Sean, I just wanted to ask, first of all, ask about another manager, really. Um, just because Bangnick has got his work permit now, is he someone that, whose methods that you've looked at at all? Anyone that you've ever visited as, as part of your managerial development? No, um, I once had a, a beer with him and Paul Mitchell, who I know, um, just because a casual beer, that wasn't the night before a Leaders in Sport conference. Um, so I met him there and we just chewed the fat like you do about football and the challenges. And, and obviously he was talking about Burnley at the time. It was a few years ago now, pre-pandemic. So probably three years ago, I think it was. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and Paul Mitchell had worked uh, over with him and um, was ex-Tottenham and stuff like that. So I had a good chat with him about general stuff, but not no, never really looked at his, his own individual work. But I know he's, he's done some good work, of course. I was just wondering then if you had any idea or any thoughts on what he might bring to the Premier League. No, not particularly, because I'm sure, like most managers, they, they'll have a base that they work from. But equally, I would think he'll look around at the playing squad, the, the, the staff he's working with or introduced to. Um, I believe there's kind of, or I get the feel from what's been reported, there's a kind of consultancy kind of background to it as well, possibly. Um, no, I, I think he's well-travelled enough to know that he'll have to learn about the players quickly and, and operate in probably find the crossover, the style that he thinks will work and the style that will work, you know, and I think there's always that crossover with a new manager, no matter who you are. <clears throat> Do you know quite then what to expect from this weekend? Obviously, we know what Eddie's all about, but he's not necessarily had a, a fair amount of time to cross to, to the Newcastle squad. Well, certainly, first things first, please see Eddie back. A lot of respect for him. Uh, he knows how to text him and said, well done, you know, I hope it goes well, etc. Not against us, quite obviously, but um, himself and his staff. Um, I think from what I saw the other night and uh, possibly trying to add to the tempo of it, trying to get on the front foot a little bit more. Um, Eddie likes to play more expansively, maybe a touch of that. Um, but he'll still be finding, you know, the best route with what he's got. Like I was just saying um, about Ralph Ragnick, you know, finding, finding the best... Um, the best mix of what your belief is and what you can do and then what the belief is and what the players can do. And I, I think all managers go through that. Um, and I think Eddie's been around the game long enough now, that's for sure, experienced enough to know that he'll have to find that mixture. And, and like all of us, you need to find it sooner rather than later. Uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, sort of up and down start, um, obviously sending off the other night that affected the game. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, sure he's, uh, I'm sure he's well aware of the task um, that, that is to be at a club like Newcastle, I imagine it to be, um, the demand there um, to be doing better than they are doing. When we Excuse spoke me. Johan earlier, he said it's a massive game and he also described it as a fun game because of the respect. And Newcastle obviously still looking for their first win. So how do you see it? Oh, I just see it as another game. They're all important games. We know that. Um, you know, we've only lost one in eight, but we've had a lot of draws. We equally know that. Um, the, the fine margins we have to get on the right side of. Um, you know, strong performance last night defensively, not so good offensively, but we have been better in that department more recently. Um, you know, we still maintain the belief in ourselves. We still maintain the belief in us going on the road and, and getting points on the board in the Premier League. So that will still be the, the main focus for us. Awareness of um, possible changes there. Um, possible change, as I said, tempo and changes in the style of what Eddie wants them to do. Um, still, still, you know, no game's an easy game just because teams haven't well, they've got their first win and they're in a tough time and all the rest of it. No games are easy in the Premier League. So we have to go there with a, a firm jaw and ready to play. And so what do you see as the stronger position to be in at the minute? Obviously, Newcastle potentially a lot of money to spend in January, but you have the, the experience and, and the togetherness of the squad that, that has seen you through 
uh, numerous campaigns of staying in the Premier League. So, forward, what do you feel is, is the stronger position to be in short term and then, I suppose, longer term? Well, long, <coughs> excuse me, long term money is very beneficial. Short term, you've got to find a way. No matter what. Money, no money. You've got to find a way. Um, you know, getting points on the board, getting wins. Eddie will definitely know that um, from his time in the game. Long term, of course, money's beneficial. Um, January window's tough, no matter whether you've got money or not. Um, you know, it, it does have its fair share of uh, trials and tribulations and problems and all the rest of it. Um, and then even if you do get players in in that window, you've got a very short period of time to, to make it all work. So sometimes you're looking for the hand-in-glove moment when a player you sign, if, if they were to sign players, just, just hit the ground running. Sometimes it takes a bit longer. Um, but money, money eventually is very, very helpful in uh, the Premier League, without a doubt. Um, the immediacy is without the money, so therefore working with the players you've got and, and trying to get wins on the board as quickly as possible. Uh, obviously, last night you mentioned uh, Charlie and, and potential thoughts as well, certainly believing that he should be at least around that, that, those kind of thoughts. What do you feel that, then that he has to do to kind of enhance his chances of, of getting in, in and around that Well, I think last night he was certainly adding the balance of his play to the attacking side of things. I think he can still add to his detail going into the final third with his crossing capabilities and, and finding a pass into the box, not just a cross. Um, you know, clever movement going into the box from the left-back position, which he is beginning to, to uh, increase in his play, I think. Um, last night, defensively, absolutely outstanding. You know, I, 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 was, I was quite surprised. I think, um, I think this is right. I think Traore got possibly man of the match. Um, I, I couldn't see that. I thought Charlie was outstanding. thought locked it down. Um, Troy is a threat. We know that with his power and his pace. Apart from one breakaway when he hit the bar, of course. Um, I just thought he was outstanding last night. And, you know, defenders still have to defend. You know, that's what sometimes gets uh, forgotten. And in the Premier League, it's very difficult. You know, we were in a... It was a tough game for us last night, having to defend well, having to defend as a unit. We did that well and he played a massive part in that. And I think his performance is all this season. He continues to grow, continues to mature, and I think he's, he's going along really well at the moment. <clears throat> As a side, does the last two games come up the balance that you're looking for at the moment? Obviously, three goals at home to Palace and a, a clean sheet away at Wolves, and that taken from, from both games, respectively. Yeah, you've got to be careful. You know, it's one of them weird things when you think, and you want to win every game, of course, but sometimes you come away from a game, certainly we did last night, and thought, no, that's a point gained. You know, tough game at Wolves, they're going well. Um, they had a reaction from a bit of a flat performance uh, before uh, the weekend, so there was a reaction there, and I thought we dealt with it mostly. Um, we've got to play a bit more. We've got to play a bit better with the ball. We, we have done, actually, recently. We've, we've caused teams more problems than we did last night. Um, you know, two players went in, did very well, but we're still missing two important players. You know, I've proved that over the years with Tarki and uh, Weston. They come back into the fold, of course. Um, so, you know, finding that balance, and we have done more later, uh, laterally, but taking a clean sheet and a point away, you still can't overthink that. You know, you've got to take that, and especially on the road in the Premier League. Finally, for me, Sean, any update on Ashley Barnes as well? As to, yeah, Barnes, Barnes, like I say, it's going to be weeks. It's not going to be days. Um, hopefully not too many weeks, but it's, it's a longer-term situation. Excuse me. Dale Stevens, we're monitoring through the COVID protocols, of course, um, so we'll come back in according to them. Um, Bardo's got a niggly one. Uh, shouldn't be too drastic, but probably won't get in the squad for the weekend. And then the two lads coming back, obviously, with um, uh, Barnsley and... Uh, sorry, Westy and uh, Taki. So much. Go on. Thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Pete Collins, DLP. He didn't show. Hiya. Uh, did last night's game show you one thing? 
even though you're in the bottom three, that you, you can live with a top six side. And after all, I suppose you're unbeaten in five as well. So does that keep morale up? I don't think we lack morale. Um, I think we know we can compete. We know we've been competitive in previous seasons and we have been this season. You know, I will remind you, the, the stats for quality of chance has been good. Our general stats have been good this season against other seasons. Um, there's always some to and fro in with stats, but generally we know our stats, you know, forget about other stats of what we do. Um, so there's been a lot of things that are, are very close to being right. Um, I've never thought we were far away. Uh, turning the wins into, sorry, the draws into wins is obviously a very important uh, factor going forwards. Um, on the other hand, as you rightly said, you're playing good sides. You know, Wolves are a good side. They're showing that. They definitely had a, a reaction from a flat one at the weekend and, you know, came out with a bit more fizz in their game and a, a little bit more detail in their game. And I thought we dealt with that well. Um, you know, the, the creative side is something we continue to look at. We want to continue to improve chance uh, creation and therefore hopefully goals as well. Your defenders will have had a game last night against Traore and Hitman here. And really, you look at the weekend and it's more of the same, isn't it, from St Maximan and, of course, Callum Wilson. Yeah, I mean, good players. Uh, they're a good outfit, Newcastle. Everyone knows that. They're, they've had a tough start. That can happen. You know, teams often have a spell in the season. They're having a tough start rather than a spell during it. Um, you know, I think they're more than two players, but they are two good players for sure. And they are two players we'd have to, certainly if they're on the team sheet, we'll have to make sure our players are aware of, but they should be now. You know, I said last night in one of the interviews, if you're a Premier League player now, the amount of coverage on these players, we show them our own analysis about the units, tactical, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, if you're a defender, you should know the players you're playing against in the Premier League because there's that much out there now just from watching. You know, you don't, need, you don't need, always need our support with all the analysis. We give it to them. But you should know what you're up against. And I think our players will. <clears throat> you could see on Eddie Howe's face how desperate he is to victory, particularly at St James's Park. And... Kieran Clark makes that, you know, pulls the shirt, gets the red card. You could see in his face the desperation. Are you, are you prepared for that back? You know, you know it's coming. Prepared? Sorry, I missed the last bit. I saw, I heard the desperation bit. The last bit was prepared for that sort of battle because you know you know it's going to come. Um, what the battle? Of, sorry, the battle of someone getting sent off. I don't understand. No, the desperation to win at home. Victory. Oh yeah, well yeah, well that should be right for every manager, surely. I think every manager is desperate for wins. Um, whether you're at the top of the table, you know, uh, I'm sure Tuchel was buzzing last night after getting a 2-1 down at Watford. You know, I'm sure they were buzzing off that. Um, if I didn't get one, I'm sure you, I'll certainly be looking forward to the next win, as I do. So I, th I think the words of desperation and all that about managers getting wins, trust me, every manager in football will be desperate for their next win because that's what makes us tick. You know, we, I love the development side of my players, but I, I really play to win. You know, that's my mindset. Was a player, it is as a manager. So everyone's desperate for the next win, no matter what uh, stage you are of the season, no matter what level you're at in the season. Everyone's desperate for the next win, I can assure you. They're going to come thick and fast now, Sean, in the Christmas period. Are you a fan of <clears throat> a, a fan of the... Sorry, it keeps going out. A fan of the Christmas period. Terrible line, isn't it? <laughs> so I'll call you back. Yeah, I think I, I'm serious. I, it's not my ears, is it? No, it, sorry, it keeps cutting out key words. So, yeah, the, the games come thick and fast. I heard that bit. Yeah, you were a fan of this Christmas period. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's been there forever. It's respected for what it is, you know, the, the way the game schedule. Ours is a bit softer than we've had it in the past, actually. You know, the games over the, the real Christmas part uh, that week are a little bit more flexible than we've had in the past. And we've often had them crunched together. Um, but, yeah, generally, it's, you know, it's a, it's a great time to be playing football. You know, I certainly encourage my players to be ready for it because 
I think the games do come thick and fast, but it's a great chance to put wins together, runs together, the feel of performances together. Um, you know, I like my players to have that clear, you know, clear mindedness of what it is and the fixtures are there. So, you know, they're, they're, they're ready to play. So well, we'll be ready without a doubt. Cheers, Sean. Good Thank luck. you. Cheers, Pete. Thanks. Uh, John Bradshaw, <coughs> BBC. Hi there, Sean. Hiya. Um, just hitting about the uh, Carabao Cup game earlier this, this year, and obviously you've won it at St James's Park already. Does that have any bearing on plans or thoughts for this one? Obviously, a lot's changed. And you can, um, just wanted your thoughts on that, really. Uh, no, there's a lot changed since then, obviously, for both teams, different reasons. Manager, of course, in their case, and um, different players we played on that night. Um, yeah, it was a hard fought, you know, uh, win through uh, through penalties in the end. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but no, I, I don't think that's of, of interest now. Um, I think we're looking at it differently, and I'm sure they will be. Fair enough. Um, and just as, again, Newcastle, they've got they've got quite a leaky backline. Isn't that you'd be um, sort of looking at your attacking players to really take advantage of this weekend? Well, it's not that easy. You want your whole team to take advantage of any any kind of. Um, softer parts of the opposition's game, uh, but it's on it's on any, any given day. You know they can still defend properly when on any given day, the same as they can attack. Um, every team has them days. We've got to make sure that we make the day about us. Quite obviously, um, we've been we've been working to do that lately. You know, we, well, it's not we went there with the intention of taking the game on, and I thought we tried to. Sometimes the opposition are playing well, and you have to give up ground and you have to defend well, like we did last night. But we certainly go with the intention of winning the game, and that's what we will do. I mean, last night we made positive changes, two centre forwards change you know put Maxwell back wide to keep Dwight McNeil on there you know we're, we're trying to win games that's for sure and I like that attitude for myself and the players and what we're trying to do and we'll definitely be going to Newcastle looking to win the game Great and, and finally I was just going to say you mentioned a bit about um, how is that you beat unbeaten in five you've, you've um, only lost one in eight that give you confidence or is it more a case of just getting the fine margins right moving forward I think it's a bit of both. I think I think we've got a confidence to us, an underbelly of confidence, an underbelly of positivity in what we do. Um, alongside that, of course, when you are getting clean sheets or points and wins, then of course it adds to the layers of confidence and reinforces some of the good work the players are doing. Um, we, we know we've got to get wins as well. It's not just about being unbeaten. You know, you've got to win games, and and I think that's the the next step that we're searching for. Um, you know, we have a great chance to win it against Palace. Didn't quite happen. We had a great chance early on with Woody last night. Could change the feel of a game. Um, not as many last night, obviously. But, you know, we are looking a threat. Um, last night a bit more quiet. But generally, we're looking a threat in the attacking third. Um, defending well. So that balance is coming back. And we've got to get on the right side of it to win rather than draw. Brilliant. <clears throat> Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Hi, Beardy. Hello. I believe in my absence, there was lots of talk about clothing, and I'm very sad that I missed that. Oh, I'm sad as well. <clears throat> it would have been marvellous if you could have joined in as well. Clearly my specialist subject, obviously. Absolutely. You are an expert in clothing of, of a kind, I would suggest. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, question, just on the, the Christmas period and the fixtures and stuff, I can't believe I'm about to ask you a question but there we go um, are you better prepared Sean for the busy times when there is load and, and players kind of bodies have to be managed kind of as demonstrated by not a couple of key players through suspension in the Wolves game and having players able to come in and, and do a really good job well that's certainly what the, the idea of the squad is um, 
you know, beyond the idea of the, the modern thought or, or slowed down a little bit, but a few years ago, everyone was, you know, constantly talking about rotation. That has slowed, slowed a little bit now. But, you know, beyond that thought, you've still got the risk of injury, suspension and the like. So it is important, the squad depth and, and the quality of squad uh, that you've got. And I think ours has improved season on season. Excuse me. I think we're in a good place when everyone's fit. We've literally a week, 10 days ago, it was looking like we were virtually there. Um, and then Barnsley went down and then Bardo goes down and we get two suspended. And all of a sudden that, that stretches us. Um, but two of them come back, of course, um, this weekend. So, yeah, the squad may well be needed uh, over that Christmas period. And I think we have built a squad here that can continue to be competitive. And that's what we're looking to do. <clears throat> I know you felt that you, you're going in the right direction from the start of the season that you had and you've talked about the run on unbeaten in five, one defeat in eight or whatever it is. Is it a good time of the season to be on that kind of run when you can get that one to another, into another, into another? Well, I think I think the, the, the case in point for us is that we, we, we didn't have a... a, a particularly poor start through performances but through results we did <clears throat> excuse me and then we built slowly but surely you know to add in a bit more of the the base that we like to work from that's coming back and it has done over the last eight games uh, the one in between that of course we did get to fit with Man City and let's face it they, they ain't bad them you know so uh, you know within that there's been some tough games and I think we've we've found a way of getting something from the game and I've talked all season about the details, you know, and, and some, some you look into coach and some it's what the players provide. You know, there's always a balance between your responsibility as a manager and a coaching team to add to the players, but then their responsibility of the finer details. So I think that mixture is looking way better than it was. Um, that is the defensive and attacking mixture, sorry. But now we've got to capitalise on what we're, what we're creating and obviously keep doing the, the dogged and, and strong and, and uh, um, organised uh, stuff that we do in defending. So I think it's always finding that balance. It's very, it's, it's very difficult, um, you know, how far to open to attack and how far to stay close to defend properly. Let's go old school with the next question and talk about Premier League away form. A while since we talked about that, obviously. Um, I think it's four draws, three defeats on the road. This, what do you need to do to just turn one of those draws into a, into a victory? Score one in that end. I keep a zero at that end. That always helps in my experience, to be honest. This is why you're so long in this job. It's a fair one. Never lose sight of that. Got to find a way to win, and we're trying to find a way. I, I, I think what I'm driving at is how close have you been performance-wise away from home to convert points into three points? Well, the one that sticks out immediately is the Leicester game. I thought we were good value there. Um, we were a threat. We stayed organised and just gave away a soft, soft second goal for them to, to get a 2-2. Um, I think other games we've been tight in and we've and we performed in. Um, not so much last night. I thought, you know, we got away. We'd take a point last night because our attacking uh, side of our game was, wasn't where it needs to be. Um, but no, I mean, look, it's like I said, the, the, it's, it's the, the hardest thing about all the media we do now is we are in that, that awkward but good place in the sense of performances have been strong, they've been solid. We've got a good organised feel to the group. We're trying to find the details. You know, we, we found the details defensively last night and did very well within that. Um, and then you've got to find that balance with the attacking side of things. You know, a couple of chances created, but didn't deal with the ball as well as we'd like to, didn't ask as many questions as well as we'd like to. So finding that balance away from home is always in, well, home as well, of course. And, uh, and I talk about it a lot because, 
you know, we can we can um, talk about styles and brands and all the rest of it, but it it often comes down to the real detail. Um, our job as coach, uh, manager, sorry, in a coaching team, but also the players' responsibility, as I just said, you know, to take their moments and to have enough belief and confidence to find the big moments. We've done it historically. We're not far away this season, I don't think. We've got to continue working and continue with the, the mindset that we are showing um, to, to make sure that we look after ourselves. About Eddie Howe there and, and kind of sending him a text and, and speaking to him after his appointment. What's it like? Been a while since you did it, but what's it like for a manager to go into a club and, and really need to hit the ground running, start changing things and turning things around and getting results? Yeah, it's tricky. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's not an exact moment in time. People throw a lot at you very quickly. Um, I'm not necessarily meaning Eddie at Newcastle, but often managers go into a job and you hear all these words banded around like they've got to change the culture and the environment and all these things as if you could just do it by flicking a switch. It's not that easy, trust me. It can take time, it takes, <clears throat> excuse me, it takes good management, it takes good coaching, it takes uh, a feel of what you're trying to achieve with the players, realignment sometimes. You know, there's a lot goes on. It's not just about the tactical profile. Obviously, that's uh, uh, important, never more so in the modern game. A lot, of, especially the media, really into the tactical side. But it's the underbelly of what you're dealing with. You know, what's the truth of your squad? What's the truth of your side? And what's the truth of the feel of what you're trying to achieve at a club? So, as I said, I'm pretty sure Eddie's uh, rounded enough in the game and his thoughts to, to know that. Um, so I'm certainly not preaching to him or anyone else for that matter. It's just an opinion on, you know, what I think it is to go into a club. I did it here. Um, uh, you know, a different feel then that, that I wanted and trying to get that to, to happen as quickly as possible. And it took time, you know, and that's sometimes the way it is. As far as actually going to Newcastle and Park is concerned, do you expect it to be a different feel to the players, a different atmosphere, a different dynamic, new manager, but with the first time you've been there since the new owners? Um, well, they're incredibly demanding, generally, the Newcastle fans. You know, they, they love their club, that's for sure. They support their club, but they do demand from their club and they demand from the players there. So I don't think that necessarily um, is a radical shift. I think that's been there anyway. Um, They'll be waiting to see what Eddie can produce. They'll be waiting to see what the players produce under him. Um, it's still early-ish, you know, in what's going on. So, I don't know. We'll have to be ready for anything. But, you know, we, we've been around the Premier League for a while now. We, we understand the different grounds you go into, the different feel of the, you know, the supporters. I mean, the, the Wolves manager last night was trying to whip their fans up. Whether he thought they were a bit quiet or not, I don't know. But he was he was running down the line trying to get them up, up for it and make a noise and the like. Um, in, in his style and, and that must have been something he felt was important um, I don't know about that sort of thing going into Newcastle we'll have to wait and see um, but we've been around the Premier League long enough to know that fans are there they react in different ways it's, it's our job to focus on the game and that's what we're looking to do and I know you'll always remain level-headed and you'll never get carried away and drawn into you know the massive game all that sort of stuff can you understand though why it is built up as a particularly important game because of where you are in the table, respectively? It's not whether I won't get drawn into it. It's just a fact. You've got a lot of... It's a season's work. You know, it always has been at Burnley Football Club. It's a season's work. The next game's the most important one, but I have to be aware as manager that it's the whole season that counts. So it's not about getting drawn into anything. It's just my personal belief. Uh, everyone else can think of these games or what they will. Um, and I just I was just watching the news earlier on before I came out and they're already talking about the title race. Trust me, there's a long way to go. Yeah. So how tight it is and oh look, this could be the best title race ever. Well, yeah, it could be, but it might not be. So there's plenty of time for things to change, plenty of different aspects of how the league uh, opens up going forwards. Um 
So yeah, I, I just stay. It's not. It's just my style. It doesn't mean it's right. It's just the way that I operate. I like to keep things in balance and I like to look at the bigger picture whilst focusing on the next game because that is literally going to be the most most important at this time. And as always, I appreciate it. Uh, look forward to the day one day, Sean. Well, we might be able to sit in the same room because this has been, without question, the worst Zoom on to Zoom. Thank you very it's, much. It's very difficult. It is very difficult for all. I must say, I think everyone who doing Zoom have done a marvellous job, actually. It's, I think it's incredibly difficult, um, what goes on the screen and reactions and how we talk and all that sort of stuff. It's definitely not the same as being in the room. And I, too, look forward to seeing your marvellous attire and friendly face in person sooner rather than later, Beardy. That'd be marvellous. Seeing as, we've, seeing as we've got old, bring Joyous. some curry when that day comes. Yes, I am in need because that's been a while now. Fantastic it was though. Fantastic. Cheers, Dan. Uh, Phil Casey. Yeah, thanks. Um, <clears throat> on that topic of dodgy Zooms, Sean, kind of, were you saying that Dale Stevens, the game will, this weekend will come a bit too soon for him? No, it's sorry. What? Uh, what it was, so he, he was a case of COVID. So we're going through the protocols. He's well, he's well, he's oh. fine. Yeah, he's fine. Um, we're just going through the protocols because you have to go through the certain protocols. But he's fine. He's, he's, oh. he's generally well. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you, you mentioned about the January transfer window generally being quite tough. Can you just sort of expand on that? Why is it tricky to get the, the players that you need in, even if you did have Newcastle's kind of money? Well, because most teams hang on and hang on and hang on and push the margins of their their uh, financial or push the opposition, if that's if you like, sorry, the person who's buying, they push them as hard as they can for obvious reasons because they know they've only got a certain window to to come up with the, the deal, if you like. Um, very difficult to get deals done early anyway because, yet again, everyone's marketing each other's players and they're all kind of putting their own sales pitch out. It's not always the agents, by the way. The clubs do it as well, where they, you know, they might get an offer and before you know it, it's on the yellow line at the bottom of the sky. So, you know, within about three seconds. So it's fair to say that someone gets that information out there. So all of the, that side of it, just the pure business side, then of course the player alignment side, you need a player who possibly, there's a reason why they're coming out, other than the obvious, by the way, which is money, of course. Um, you know, there might be, I don't know, a change of manager. There might be a, chair, a falling out, disagreement with the current manager at any given club. You know, all these things go into the mix and you've only got a very short period to get that to all sort itself out. So it's, it's, I think it's just actually more the nature of what it is rather than um, being any kind of other force. It's just the fact it's a very short period. A lot of people look at each other's um, players or players around and about. Um, you know, and trying to align the deals, trying to align the, the right deals that can that can matter and not get in a position where you you align deals that end up not mattering and they can cost a lot of money. Um, so, you know, it's it's tricky anyway. Recruitment's one of the hardest parts of football. Um, it always was, but it still is. Um, and it's and it's how, uh, how well you can align the recruitment deals and get them to get done, basically. But it usually, in my experience, the helpful tool is money. So uh, any Newcastle fans who might be thinking, well, brilliant, we've got this absolutely loads of money, simple, go out and buy a load of players in January, they might be in for a bit of a rude awakening. No, I'm not suggesting that. Maybe they've got enough money to make things happen because everyone has a price. Everyone in football, everyone in life, by the way, virtually, certain situations not, but virtually everyone in life will have a price for whatever profession, whatever job they do, whatever, they will have a price. So there, there are clubs out there who just go, yep, okay, you've hit the button, we're going to sell. So they might have enough money where they just make things happen. You know, teams have done it in the past, so they might be one of them. We'll have to wait and see.
And you touched on this earlier as well, talking about Eddie going into a new club. Um, how much time in an ideal world would a manager or like to, to get his ideas fully across when he's gone into a different club? Ten years. Be perfect. If they get a ten-year contract, said right, you're not moving from here for ten years. I bet every manager would be successful. Unfortunately, just doesn't happen. You've got to be successful pretty quickly, not necessarily immediately, but pretty quickly. You've got to be successful in this game, or else things change again. That's just the the law of the jungle, so to speak. Excellent. Thanks, Sean. Good luck for that Saturday. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Alan James. Hi, Sean. Hi, yeah. <clears throat> We've spoken a lot about sort of the performances being there in the main this season, and, and I sense that you, your glass splits. It's one defeat in eight, but it's also one win in eight. But you, you seem like you're seeing enough there to price of things to come, perhaps, in terms of results. Yeah, well, I saw it early season at the very beginning of the season, um, and, and we've worked on the, the, the fine lines of football for uh, many seasons in the Premier League. You've got to get on the right side of them. We all know that, not just us, many teams. Um, behind that, the, the, the quality of performance, then quiet last night on the offensive but very strong on the defensive generally I think we found a good balance in our performances lately um, as you rightly said it's not naivety from me one, one uh, loss in eight but equally one win in eight so we've got to change that side of things um, but I know where you'd prefer to be and you'd prefer to be in a situation where you've only lost one in eight trust me with that so that's a good situation mentally for the players. It's a good situation to remind them of all the good work. They know they're not far away and now it is about adding all of the detail that it takes to win games. We've done it many times before. We understand how to do it. And now it's about delivery. You know, not just understand it, but delivering on the understanding. Given how Nathan Collins and Jack Cork performed last night and how well they've done when called upon this season, is it just as simple now as bringing James Tarkovsky and Ashley Westwood back in? Obviously, they've been <clears throat> hugely important players. Do you have a few more sort of selection dilemmas than perhaps you might have done in the past there? Well, what you want is doubt. You want players to put doubt in your mind with their performances. And, and the players that are working this season certainly have. You know, let's not forget as well Connor Roberts. You know, Connor came in against Tottenham out the blue, really. Probably a bit early, I felt, but delivered a really good performance. You know, we want that competitive element. Um, on the other hand, it's fair to say over a longer period of time, players like Tarki, players like Wesley have done a very, very good job. So they do sometimes earn the right just by their consistency, their performance level over a longer period of time. But people like Nathan's come into the building done brilliantly. I mean, I'm enjoying what he's about, actually, not just his performances, what he's about around the place. Connor's another one, reacting, getting used to it, challenging himself, challenging us to get him in the side. You know, that's what we want. Um, Corky is a bit different. Corky's been around the Premier League a long time. You know, we discussed that the other week. He's probably our most experienced player in the Premier League. So that's a different ball game. He knows what to do. He knows the job. Um, but you want that competitive element amongst your group. And I, I'm, I'm very pleased to say we have got that. There's, I've just named a few, but there's other people who are waiting in the wings, waiting to come and play. They're ready and they're willing to come and play. Has Nathan raised you a little bit, not just in terms of his, his ability, but I guess his maturity as well, perhaps, and his, his attitude given in his 20, I think, isn't he? And he's, he's obviously coming into the Premier League for the first time. He, he probably surprised me only if I didn't get to know him a little bit. You know, once I got to know him a little bit in pre-season, I don't smother the players, by the way. I give them space to work and space to get used to their environment. So I'm not all over them, but I, but I speak to them enough. I listen to them. I watch them in training. Big on that, watching their body language, listening to them, how they're reacting amongst the players. Pretty quickly, I sussed out. I thought, yep, yeah, I think we've got a good one here. You know, the way he is, the way he conducts himself, his professionalism. He's will, he listens. You know, I've shown him a few clips and a few little pointers that we, we believe in here on the defensive side of things. He's listened. He's activated upon that. 
And he's going really well. You know, really impressed with how he is, let alone just his performances. Still a long way to go yet for him, uh, you know, as regards the uh, longevity and the career prospects of Premier League players. But he's made a really good start to how he is, his professional look at the club and, and look at what he does himself and also the team unit. So... He's certainly going along nicely. And like I say, the others, we've signed Maxwell, of course. A bit quiet last night, but you can't expect miracles every week. He's putting a lot in. Um, and Connor's waiting in the wings and he'll he'll find his way, you know, over time. So there's just three, but there's a number of other players who are, are they're ready. You know, they're ready, they want to play and they're pushing all the time. 